one of the cases uh, that I have been paying attention to in this culture war fight uh, is a Virginia teacher who did not want to embrace the the pronouns that a that a, a kid basically was insisting and be used and this this is a growing problem around the country in the culture war fight if you've seen the story out of California of a mother who showed up before school board protesting that apparently teachers at the school were surreptitiously helping the child the parents child transition parents had no idea this was happening and and in some places now teachers are being forced to use pronouns that don't align with with biology and because of matters of conscience and faith some teachers are are objecting and they're getting punished it's just it's bizarre and and you know so i um i've been telling you guys they're one of our sponsors now alliance defending freedom i did not realize in the particular case i've been following in virginia that adf was actually involved uh with peter vlaming we've talked about this case several times here on the show, and uh, one of their lawyers, one of his lawyers, is joining me. Tyson, how are you? Uh, doing great. How are you, Eric? I'm great. Uh, th- thank you for being able to join me. Uh, I have talked about this case out of Virginia several times now on the program, and I can you just e- review the facts of the case uh, w- with the audience? Sure. So uh, Peter Blaming was a high school French teacher in uh Williamsburg, Virginia, for seven years, and he was a, a very well respected and very well liked. Uh, had a he had had a student in his class the previous two years, uh, a female student, and uh, that the following year she had indicated that she wanted to transition uh, to a boy, and he accommodated her and said, "Look, we'll uh, I'll call you by whatever new name you want, uh, but I just want to avoid the use of pronouns." Um, and uh, you know, eventually uh, the the that was unacceptable, and uh, the school essentially said, not only will you be forced to use the pronouns, but if we find that you're avoiding the use of a pronoun by using a name instead of the pronoun, um, then you know you'll be fired. And and um, so he they were wanting him to sign that statement saying he would agree to that. He said I can't, and so they ended up terminating him. Um, and it's you know it's a, it's a very uh, sad situation, obviously, because um, teachers should be free to advocate for their good of their students, and they shouldn't be forced to speak messages that they disagree with and that they think are going to be harmful to their students. Now, I want to circle back on something just just to reiterate this point that I, that I thought was a, a really big deal. It's not just that he couldn't uh, avoid the pronouns, but but if he if he went out of his way to use proper names instead of pronouns, that too would get him in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that, that again shows the, the situation we're dealing with here, Eric. This is all about ideology. This is not um, about, you know, trying to accommodate people with different beliefs. Obviously, he, he's taught in the public school for years and had no problems accommodating students of all kinds of different beliefs. But what they were trying to do was force him to speak a message about sex and about gender that he doesn't believe. Peter believes that sex is immutable and, and that gender doesn't change because of your, your feelings. Um, and, but yet they were demanding that he affirm this ideology by saying that, you know, he must use a, a male pronoun when referring to a female student. And I think that's the real problem that we're seeing here is that, you know, these schools are adopting these ideological 
um, motives rather than educational and are trying to force everyone to adhere to this this radical ideology. Now, where is the where's what's the status of the case? So, um, unfortunately, the, the the district court dismissed the case. Um, they, they held that they dismissed all the claims, um, and so we have appealed this to the Virginia Supreme Court, and uh, we're in the process of briefing that right now, and we're hoping that the Virginia Supreme Court recognizes that Virginia has long protected, uh, you know, the rights of individuals to to speak messages. Um, that, that they that they want to speak and not to be forced to speak messages they disagree with. And, um, you know, as we're seeing, you know, we represent teachers in Loudoun County who have been who have been punished for very similar things. And so this isn't an isolated instance, a very pervasive incident. You mentioned the one in California. Um, school districts across the country are, are adopting this radical ideology, this notion that that gender is fluid and flexible. And, you know, the, the important thing, this isn't about a pronoun. This is about participation in and social transition, which we know, based on the science, leads to, um, you know, puberty blockers, to, you know, cross-sex hormones and on to surgery. Um, and, and so you're forcing everybody to participate in those things, even when they don't agree with them and they think they're going to be harmful to their students. Well, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm troubled by in, in all of these situations is it seems like there really is, first of all, uh, they, they would call you and me the culture warriors here when we're just standing for the status quo and they're the ones marching down the field, forcing the rest of us to go along with it. But there does seem to be this effort to co-opt uh, the, particularly the public education bureaucracy to advance this agenda, even against uh, the well-meaning people who just simply dissent from something that isn't settled, is very new, and, and seems like we're being forced to rush into it. You're absolutely right. And I think, you know, you, what you're finding at, at these school districts across the country, you're finding the school board's. Um, are finding that the parents don't agree with this agenda. They don't agree um, that, you know, a man can be a woman um, and that we should allow, you know, uh, people into, you know, different locker rooms and forcing speech based upon somebody's feelings. And that's what I think you saw, you know, in Virginia here in the governor's race and so forth, that, that education, that parental rights, the rights of free speech and free exercise um, are important and they're going to, to um, begin impacting how people view, um, you know, what policies the school is is adopting. Because, you know, the bottom line is public employees can't be forced to contradict their core beliefs just to keep a job. But that's really what we're seeing is happening across the country is school districts terminating employees that, that just don't go along with, the, you know, these radical ideologies being pushed. Well, now, I don't want to throw a curveball at you too much, but but I, I'm a, I know ADF has been working with um, – the Kelmarine School District case up in Wisconsin, where it, it very much like the case in California, the the school districts allowing minor students to change their name and gender pronouns at school without the parents being involved whatsoever and going along with it. And, and in addition to, I guess, being pushing something against people with honestly held religious beliefs, there really does seem to be just this war in the school system against parents. You're absolutely right. And, and frankly, I, I've looked at a number of these policies and almost every one of the policies are like Kettle Moraine, where they not only um, allow teachers to hide this information from the parents, but actually tell them they must do that. They say, if the parent does not automatically affirm this new gender identity, 
then they must keep this information from the from the parents. And that's that's a radical notion, you know, where they're pitting, they're saying the parents are the problem instead of coming together to work with the situation and try to address why is their child struggling with their with their gender dysphoria? What's causing this? What's the problem for this? You know, because obviously we should provide children struggling with gender dysphoria with the best care, but separating them from their parents and saying that their parents are the problem, that's that's not the way to go. And that's a, not only a violation of um, the, you know, parental rights, but the, but the students' rights to have, you know, the participation of their parents. I, uh, for those of you just tuning in, I'm talking to uh, Tyson Langhofer. He's uh, the director of the ADF Center for Academic Freedom. Now, I, I, I'm going to get personal with you here, Tyler. How did you get involved with uh, basically becoming a lawyer advocating on these issues uh, for people uh, essentially in the culture war, whether they want to be or not? You know, I uh, I was in private practice for 15 years, but I got into law because I believe that our, our rights here in America are so unique and they're so important. Um, and I've got five children, and I, I saw those rights being whittled away, and I don't want my children to grow up in a, in, a, in a place that looks very different than the one that I grew up in, and that's what I saw. So six years ago, I joined ADF because I recognized that if we can no longer – speak freely, if we can no longer exercise our religion without fear of being punished uh, or being canceled, um, you know, then America is, is no longer what it was said it'd be. And so I, I you know, chose to, to go into this fight because I believe that it's important. And, um, and I think that, that um, you know, fundamental freedoms travel together. And so when one's taken away, the other ones go away as well. You know, years ago when I was a lawyer, and I was a terrible lawyer, I just, I, I do have to put that out. I was great at transactions, horrible at litigation, didn't like it. Um, but I, I, I occasionally uh, in Georgia, as the ADF was up and going, people would come to me and ask questions. I could refer them to the right people, kind of navigate stuff. But it was all very minor things, uh, things that, that, I mean, today we would look at and, and kind of roll our eyes at that this was an issue. And, and all of the hypotheticals of, of the madness we would get to were just, oh, this sort of stuff will never happen. And suddenly here we are with this stuff um, it, it, way outside my wheelhouse uh, legally and, and with my level of expertise. And I'm just, I'm amazed that we have to have people like you there to represent people from what to me just looks sort of like some sort of social madness that's running amok. Well, it absolutely is. And you're right, Eric, it's, it's getting worse. I mean, the, the Loudoun County case I talked about was, you know, Tanner Cross spoke at a school board meeting at a public meeting and just simply said, hey, I don't think you should adopt this policy. And two days later, he was suspended for speaking at a meeting that was open to the public and giving his opinion on a, on a proposed policy. That, that type of stuff doesn't happen in America. It shouldn't happen in America. It's, it's so fundamentally unconstitutional. And so that's why we need, you know, individuals across the country standing up and saying, we're, we're not going to, you know, allow America to continue down this path where, you know, we can debate important ideas without canceling the other side, without punishing somebody because they have a different view from ours, um, because that's antithetical to our First Amendment principles that, you know, that our country was founded upon. Well, I'm I'm glad you're doing it, uh, all of you there. I I think the world of the ADF and uh, the, this case, just uh, particularly uh, the Vlaming case, caught my attention months ago when it was happening. And glad y'all are doing this. Thank you for stopping by to bring us up to speed on it. I really do appreciate it, and hope you have a merry Christmas. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Eric.